Not every film can be Citizen Kane, but even critics have claimed that it was shit in its day. Some films are shit and shit they will stay, but some get better over time because of Nicolas Cage. So which film stays shit forever? And which one's got a little bit better? Second chance movies. No poor bloods were harmed in the making of this podcast. Welcome to Second Chance Movies, the podcast where we rewatch movies and decide if they deserve a second chance. I'm Joe Harper, your host who loves rewatching movies and reading comic books, even if they are in black and white. And I'm Jessica Quaz, your host who's a one and done kind of movie viewer who thinks Mickey Rourke's really cool, actually. And today we're talking about the one and only sin city wow 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 well um i don't think there was any special reason we chose sin city (laughs) we just both collectively thought hey we haven't seen this in a long time hey let's just watch this movie yeah um i was like super into this movie when it came out and had not seen it in a very long time and was just curious as to what i would think of it now um so yeah, we were like, hey, why not? Well, for those who who, who do not remember Sin City, uh, I am going to say, spoiler alert, we're going to be talking about this movie. So there's your warning. <laughs> for those who did not remember what Sin City was about, let's see what IMDb had to say. A movie that explores the dark and miserable town based in city tells the story of three different people all cut up in a violent corruption. Wow. Mm, okay, I don't like opening a summary saying a movie. Like, <laughs> yeah, we know. This is a movie. <laughs> what? Um, hey guys, you're listening to a podcast right now. <laughs> um, I think that that's actually like a really horrible summary because there's a lot more going on than just like uh, a movie that follows three characters and they do violent things it's like a big ensemble based on a graphic novel of a ton of different characters who live in this uh corrupt bleak city yeah um i don't know how often they say the phrase basin city because yeah when i read it i was like i don't remember that was the name of the city um so yeah I was I remember it's that's the name of the city because uh only because of this recent rewatch I didn't remember that from back in the day but a, a few times they pan across the like welcome to Basin City and the B and A are like destroyed from bullet holes so it looks like welcome to Sin City and I thought hey that's pretty cool um, oh. mm-hmm. but yeah the name of the city does not matter we did not need that in the summary yeah. Um, the way I describe this movie to people is it's a film noir based off a comic book and it feels like a Tarantino movie. Yeah. Mostly mostly because, um, well, he's a guest director in one scene. Um, what, what scene? Because I don't know what he did for this. Do you know? The scene that Tarantino directed is the uh, drive to the pit scene, which Dwight uh, talks to a very dead Jackie boy huh okay that's interesting because i in the opening credits it says guest director tarantino and that's not a credit you see often so i yeah. did not know what that meant that seemed like a really weird credit to me yeah and more like a fun fact that you learn later when you're like diving into wikipedia about this um but one of his good director friends robert rodriguez is the director and so that's essentially why it kind of feels like tarantino movie because those two have a very similar vibe in their movies yeah and they've been buds for a while i love robert rodriguez i think his movies are always really fun they're very specific and fun fact he just recently directed the rain on me music video lady gaga and ariana grande and the music video is so dope and he and at the end it's a directed by robert rodriguez and my mind was blown um so yeah i like the dude and 
He also has a really fascinating book, Rebel Without a Crew, uh, where he talks about his very first movie that he funded all on his own. It's just like, he is like true, like working class filmmaker. And I, I like him a lot. And I hope he's not a dirtbag because- I don't think he is. I hope not. As far as I can tell, he seems really chill, really friendly. He directed an episode of The Mandalorian recently. So. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah he's, he's just fun. He's just really, like, he's kind of That fun cute vibe. video of him playing his guitar with Baby Yoda. Would you like to hear some reviews, Jessica? You know I always want to hear reviews. I, I love hearing what the people were saying. I found some reviews this time. And oh, my goodness. To start off, I do want to say t- Rotten Tomatoes. Tomato meter, the critics said, 77%. And the audience... 78%. So everyone was pretty on board. This is almost a B movie. Mm-hmm. Like it was good. We liked it. It wasn't the very best of movie, but it's good. We like it. Okay. I would have expected the audience score to be higher than only 78 because I thought people were really into this movie. Maybe it was just like younger people were super into it. And then mm-hmm. everyone else was like, yeah, that's all right. Who knows? Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Let's start off with a positive. We always mm-hmm. like hearing some good stuff. Matthew Lucas, The Dispatch. Like a shot of pure adrenaline straight through the heart. Oh, that's it? <laughs> like a shot of pure <laughs> adrenaline straight to the heart. Okay, I thought that was the beginning of like his sentence. And, but, yeah, yeah. Okay, he sure. started with the word like, which is really confusing. Yeah, it um, seems like, like a half a thought uh so okay i mean there's a lot of adrenaline there's a lot of things happening so sure david Sturrett of christian science monitor oh (laughs) what did the christians have to say the cast is excellent and the computer generated visuals are consistently stunning too bad the narration sounds like a string of cliches from creaky old detective novels um, wow! Duh, it's in New Orleans. <laughs> <laughs> like it's it's definitely a style. Yes. So Joshua Starnes, coming soon.net. Sin City is a lot of things, but most of all, it's fun. It may not be for everyone, but everyone should see it once anyway, just to find out if it's for them. I now, that's a nut like that's just like a really chill review. Guess whose review I found. Is it my girl? Yeah, it's no minnow. No minnow. Common what? sense media. Common sense media this time. She flipped, she changes. So good for her. She, she's getting I stable think she's work. She's worked for a lot of people. Good for her. Um, she did right. This extremely violent movie is not for kids. I <laughs> <Thanks>. agree. <laughs> yeah, it's definitely not. Whoever yeah, said common it was. Sense. <laughs> <laughs> common sense media. Oh, Mineno does not like violence. She hates it. They make her watch things she does not want to watch. Yeah, there's definitely a target audience for this movie, and I don't think anyone ever implied it was for children, but... Renee Rodriguez, Miami Herald. Once the novelty of its considerable razzle-dazzle wears off, (laughs) the film just sits there because Rodriguez has made one simple but fatal mistake. As cinematic as they are, Miller's graphic novels aren't movies. Girl, Renee, calm down. Renee, a gentleman's name. Calm. It's a man? Okay, well. It's a man. Renee the man. Renee, calm down. Get it together. It's not that big a deal. Um, I think it is very impressive to take uh this type of adaptation and make it work on film i do and i think that uh in terms of script and how like scripts are are formulas uh just like any other type of storytelling i think it kind of works to be able to shove all this into a script so current jessica Mm -hmm. what did past jessica think of the first time she watched this past jessica thought this movie was dope as hell like so into it. it was like yeah this is great i thought it was so cool what when was the first viewing i guess let's be more specific i 
did not see it in theaters. I don't, or if I did, I don't remember seeing it in theaters, but I know I saw it shortly after it came out, like on DVD. And I don't know, like if I watched, I think I just watched it by myself. Um, I was able to watch a lot of really inappropriate things for my age. Oh, and, we've heard. <laughs> and this was one of them. Because oh. when did this come out? 2005. Five. 2005. So I was like 11 in Catholic school. So, so, oh my God. so I was like, yeah, let's I sin. Was, <laughs> I had to have been 18, 17, 18. I was in, I was in high school. Okay. This might have been junior or senior year of high school. I think if it, Okay, so like if it came, if I saw it when it came out on DVD 2005, 2006, I was still in middle school. I still was like in Catholic school. Wow, that is <laughs> quite early to be watching this. Very uh, early. And again, I'm in Catholic school. So I just I want think... to shout out to uh, Joe and Mama Don. Shame <laughs> on you guys for letting Jessica watch these movies. But also, thank you. That way she has developed her movie taste over the years. Mm-hmm. And we became friends because of movies. So I'm, yeah, I guess that's really also, also why I can I can handle violence in movies because turns out I was doing it at a very young age. Um, and I thought it was fucking awesome. I thought it was so cool. I just liked the style, the visuals, um, you know, these like kooky, weird characters. I was into it, super into it. I watched this in high school i'm pretty sure i saw it in the theaters um and i liked it a lot i thought it was visually really cool it got me i was kind of getting into like you know movies in the sense of i want to watch all the behind the scenes how they make movies and this is one of those movies that's really interesting to see how it's how it is filmed that way they can animate it in a way to make it look the way it does and that's that in itself is should be its own movie for us to enjoy yeah i Um, agree with that where like um i saw it at a time where i was like really fascinated in movies in general and the process of it and so seeing something like this was just really cool because it was very different and like how did they pull this off my young brain was wondering I ran out because when I saw the trailer I thought this looks really cool and I learned it's a comic book I ran out and I bought those comic books um not only did I buy one or two or even three because the movie's based off of three of the seven I bought all seven. Oh my god I'm gonna, I'm gonna keep doing that so yeah I read them all and I thought these are fun and then I think it was even more entertaining seeing it or reading it and then seeing it come to life I think that's kind of the better route to go, but not everyone is into comics or into reading. So whatever, man. <laughs> yeah, I do think um, it is really cool how this did widen the audience to know what Sin City even was. Jessica. Yes. How do you feel the second chance around? What did you like? What did you not like? Um. So before. Before I talk about my actual watching, I just want to say that when we were discussing this movie, from when we decided we'd watch it to like when I actually sat down and watched it, I was expecting it to not be as great as I remembered. I was expecting it to be like really aged and like just one of those movies where I think like, why was I so into this? This is weird. and that was not the experience I had while watching this. So that was like a very pleasant surprise that a lot of the parts of the movie still hold up. Um, the visuals, I really do like. I will say they're not as like groundbreaking as they were in 2005, but they're still like really fun and really specific and very stylized. It looks uh, different than anything else out there. Yeah, even for like black and white movies, it's not a typical black and white movie at all. Definitely a modern black and white movie. Mm-hmm. So the visually, it's still really like looks super cool. 
um, which is really impressive because it has been over a decade since I've seen it. We've had all these big event movies with crazy special effects come out. So for it to still like look really awesome, mm-hmm. I think it's super impressive. Yeah, um, I think that's the number one thing this movie is bringing is visuals. So let's talk about the comic, it's inspiration. So right. the comic, for those of you uh, who may not know and didn't listen to the beginning of this podcast, <laughs> I have all seven of the books in which it was takes place. But the movie itself takes, takes its um, content from book one, The Hard Goodbye. It's all about Marv. Book number three, The Big Fat Kill. That's Dwight's story. And book number four, that yellow bastard and that's this cardigan story oh they skipped over the third book it was one two and four it was one three and four one three and four okay so we skipped number over two. two number two is a dame to kill for which is the subtitle of its sequel which we're not going to talk about this time because i don't yeah. remember it <laughs> just didn't see it so. i didn't see it which is Really disappointing. um, The part, the very brief part in the beginning with Josh Hartnett um, comes from book number six, um, which is entitled Booze, Broads, and Bullets. Uh, This one has, I think, more of like little vignettes and stuff. Mm, Okay. Um, While we're on the topic of that one, that is how this movie got started. Um, Robert Rodriguez and Frank Miller, I think, wanted to make this and to prove to the other studios, like, this could visually look good. They filmed that scene with Hartnett and uh, Marley Shelton and animated it to make it look good to show them, this is what we're doing. Oh, that's really cool. I didn't mm-hmm. know that. And so I'm going to say, this movie still holds up. It looks good. What I really enjoy about it, especially from reading the comics, is how much it is just, like, copy-paste to, like, look just like the printed pictures. Mm-hmm. Um, this is a like a very specific thing to like, uh, but I like the opening credits because they do it in a way that's very like stylized, kind of campy now. Uh, but the movie's also campy at times. <laughs> where super cheesy. But I like I like the uh, showing of like the graphic novel characters with the actor's oh, name. That so you, part was nice. I'll yeah. Agree. That part nice. That So you can be like, okay, that's who that is. And what it's supposed to look like. Yeah. What it's supposed to look like. In terms of what I liked, there's also something shocking that I didn't realize how much I liked until this go around. And that's Brittany Murphy in this movie. And you only knew about it this go around? Well, okay. I mean, the first go around, I definitely liked it. I liked her, um, but she didn't like stick out. She was just someone I always liked and thought was cool. And it's just really weird watching movies with her now because she passed away so young and you're kind of like, damn, we were really robbed. And she was not like, in my opinion, she was not taken as seriously as an actress that she should have been because she really didn't do it all. And this movie, she's doing it all. Like, yeah, all of I, it. I feel like some of her roles in other movies are just like rom-coms that are just like, she's just the girl in a rom-com. Mm-hmm. That, but like then the we, get, we get roles like Don't Say a Word and even King of the Hill where she has to play oh, like yeah. an overly stupid but like charming and naive like uh, niece. Like, I really like her in King of the Hill so much. I really Lillian's just like adorable. her. I like her so much. And yeah. in this role, like she really, really stuck out. And her performance is one for me that really holds up because she gets the material. The material is very, like, very specific, I feel like, for acting because you have to be able to have a balance of almost everything. It's a very heavy noir to- tone, like crime gritty like detective like you know the cold rain dropped in on and like it's just like that vibe the entire time it Mm -hmm. does not let up and you're either in it or you're not like yeah and on top of that there's also like this almost absurdity to it this over the top at times where it comes up and then goes down like 
So you have to be able to play serious and then also play a layer of like, yeah, I got, you like, know, like camp. I, I know this is goofy and I'm yeah. hamming it up for you. Yeah. And so it's, it's I was noticing this time around the people that are able to do it and the people that are not able to do it. And Brady I mean, Murphy. I knew that the first go round. <laughs> I knew like there are some people that are very good in this. And then mm -hmm. there are some people that stick out like a sore thumb. They this is really not the material do. For them. I do want to say Rodriguez seems like the type of guy that is just wants to make a fun movie and have fun with his friends. So like I can't get mad at his casting choices because it does seem like he's just having fun with his buds yeah and so like you know what i don't really care their performance is not great but they're having fun yeah there's not a performance that like makes me mad there's a just performances where i'm like well that didn't really work out honey um but i just think for me this go around britney murphy was like the shining star like i just thought Oof. she's so, not in it enough and when she has like her big scene she really steals the show and I just really, really liked it this time around. Perfection, Rourke. Mickey Rourke is Marv. Mm -hmm. This is the thing that like got him back on the map after not doing any like leading roles for a long time. And it probably is the thing that got him The Wrestler, which is got him that Oscar nom. And The Wrestler is one of my favorite performances on screen. I think the material just fits well with his like look and style and just the way he talks. Everything about Marv and Mickey Rourke together, I couldn't see anybody else doing this. I fully agree. And that was also something I was so surprised at with how much I liked Marv and was like really into him and his story. I was fully in. I thought like, wow, this is like, yeah, you're right. Mickey Rourke is his role. And he He's just a like, scene stealer. he gets in. He's in it in a way that like sucks you in too and you're just like yeah marv kill to me he was the best part of this rewatch he is the best part um sidebar for everyone who has not seen this or hasn't seen it in a while the movie's divided up into three parts the three books that i mentioned earlier and so like some of the characters intertwine throughout it our big main characters of each book marv dwight and hardigan and those are the ones i think are the ones that need to be bringing it hard. Mm -hmm. um, and then all the other minor characters, kind of like some sprinkle in and out of the others, which I think is fun. I think that's fun too. I, I enjoyed tying them together. So who is in our yay, we like them pile? Okay. Let's see how many, because these are all the ones I think they fit the tone of this movie. Okay, so I, I made my acting list into great and not great. Okay. Very simple. I feel like our like and our great are the same thing. Yeah, like so perfection and like are my great and like whatever and not good or in my not great. Do you want to go with your list or my list? I'll just say my list really quickly because okay. um, it's just two parts. So the people that I think were great and who like stand out still for, for greatness is Brittany Murphy, yes. Mickey Rorick. Yes. Benicio del Toro. Yes. Duncan Clark. Yes. Bruce Willis. Yes. Nick Stahl. Yeah. I, I mean, I don't know why I'm looking at my list. I already know, though. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, Peanut just came in. Hi, baby. What? <laughs> Everyone, there's a dog in the room. There's a dog in the room. Oh, do you like Sin City? Did you want to come talk about it? Okay, so my not greats interesting that's where it's that's where it left off okay Let's so hear. yeah so so those were my greats my not greats were rosario dawson alexis bladell i'll agree with, yeah that was my that was a dislike she's, for me she's rough it stands out um josh hartnett okay um clive owen interesting and, yeah and jessica alba Okay. Well, yeah, she, <laughs> she doesn't fit in this universe. No, and like saying they're not great, it's not like necessarily like a dig at these people being like, you sucked and ruined the movie. It's not that. They it's just like, weren't fit for this tone. Yeah, and again, this is a very like specific type of story and you need to be able to do a lot of things acting wise for it. Some people so, could, some people couldn't. In my like category, 
Okay. I don't know. You missed this person entirely. Elijah Wood. Oh my God. Yeah, I did. No, he's definitely in my great category. <laughs> he, I, I don't think he says a single line, but he just has like the presence. <sighs> Elijah Wood's an actor. I've liked him ever after Lord of the Rings. I think he's been making fantastic choices, being yeah. in the weirdest things, loving it. He can just like be such a creepy, gross weirdo. Like he's a monster in this movie and yeah he doesn't say a thing and then he can just be like nice and charming like he knows how to just do it all so yeah he's on my great list i'm sorry i forgot him for this list uh the disagreement we had was i like rosario dawson in this i think she looks fun like the like mohawk thing that she's got going on in prostitute land and then i just like her vibe she's always just got like the like badass vibe and she fits in this world so for me she goes like to like i'm gonna kill you it's like okay girl we get it i, I don't mind but that's prostitute land though i guess she's gotta be the toughest she's but, gotta be the toughest son bitch in that room but to me it's almost like a caricature of like tough and i don't the whole like thing it. is nothing but caricatures it's i a know goofy noir I don't okay, know how to describe to my it. I just didn't like it. Didn't back to me. my list. Okay. <laughs> uh, two people you left out or am I like calm? Oh, shit. But to be fair, I mean, they're in the opening credits, but they each get like one scene each. So I don't, I can see why you would forget that they're there. Rutger Hauer uh, plays the Cardinal Rourke. Yes. Um, and he just has one scene. I just, as... He's still got that Blade Runner vibe. He fits yeah. in this world. I mean, that one scene is really chilling. And and so, the last person on my like list is Powers Booth, and you left him out. Yeah, and I he know. plays Senator Work again. It's just one scene, but he's got that deep gravitas voice. It's just good. Uh, it fits in this world. Um, it does. Fun note that uh, Jessica doesn't know, but is going to eventually. He's in MacGruber. That's fun. That's he's really like, fun. He's McGruber's boss. Oh my McGruber, god. McGruber, get over here. <laughs> he is like, he's just got this like really good, like stern, like Which attitude. Is why he's the perfect choice. Because that. McGruber, yeah, oh, and McGruber. <laughs> you're going to say I can talk about McGruber all day. I know you could. I also have two other categories. I yes. have my dislike, which is uh, Alba, Alexis Bedell, and Michael Madsen is just. <sighs> I don't think fits the tone of this movie. I don't either. It's just like him being him, kind yeah. of. Hardigan, get over it. Like, it's, yeah, it's, it's just flat. Him being I, him. I, I feel flat and I, I know he can do better. That's true. And I think like you were saying, it's like Robert Rodriguez just threw his buddies in and had fun. And that's probably yeah. the case. But it's like, yeah, he did stick out a bit because it's just the, like, hmm. The people that are my whatever, which I think you left three of the four out. I put all the main cast. You were like, put everyone that's in the title (laughs) credits. Sure. Oh, your list doesn't include them all. Okay. Uh, Jamie King. Very whatever. Yeah. I didn't hate it, but I don't think it was like. I think that's why I forgot. Because it could have been. Sure. We could have. Devon Aoki, who is uh, Miho. Miho, yeah. she doesn't really like say anything so that's why she's my whatever yeah you know her and her look i think is is more of a style choice of just straight face blank face yeah and so i can't falter for that uh the character super cool uh but like yeah i don't i don't think it's something that like is any actress's job to bring something to the straight face silent person right there's only so much range and what she's given she does fine yeah so whatever whatever whatever. yeah so whatever whatever and and then i also have josh hartnett and marley shelton because they're really just briefly in the beginning and hartnett's briefly at the end and like his dialogue i could tell he's trying but also i don't like it that might be my choice so i i think he could fit in this universe but again this is also their we're testing out the waters and then they hadn't committed to a big thing and they're oh fuck we should have edited or reshot this or who knows it could be that because yeah for his role 
it just felt like oh there's josh hartnett like he didn't yeah go into it so marley shelton who is uh wendy peppercorn uh she says nothing so she just gets shot yeah so she again doesn't have much to have to give so yeah so yeah i mean pretty we pretty much agree just except for rosario dawson but I know you really don't like her. I don't like. I used to, but now I see her acting, and I'm like, "Girl, you you're just kind of doing the same thing." Okay. You know, but there's, like there's a lot of actors that do that. They know, do like the same the thing. Same, yeah. So, I know you like a lot of this movie. What did I you do. not like about this movie? Um, or do you have me... more things you like? Because I think the big things in this movie are the visuals, its tone, dialogue, and the handful of characters can make or break that world so yeah so i agree this movie is definitely about visuals the style the tone and this ensemble and for the most part even though we just went through the ones that like we liked or didn't like the ensemble works pretty well still i think uh the ones that are great make up for the ones that are bad in my opinion story-wise is there any one story that you like more than the others yes because like to me like I think they're they're all equally they're all nice they're all interesting mm-hmm. there's no you know like I don't know it's it's just they're just there and it's they just play out hey there was it that was it so I really like Marv's story because it's um a little hokey it's he's on this murder mystery and it turns out to be a thing that's he wants not, to avenge you know, he wants to avenge the girl the prostitute he loves goldie Uh, goldie and Mm -hmm. so his whole mission is kill the people that are responsible for goldie's death and a lot of people most people think he did it and then he meets like her twin sister who's also like what happened to goldie and they find out and so this it's very noir that's like a big noir moment same with bruce willis um but yeah just i think what it was was michael mickey rorick was just really good so it was very captivating I was really into that one more than the other two um I liked the Clive Owen chapter but not because of him because of all the ladies in it like I liked what was happening I don't think like he made it or broke it I think he was just kind of there um and then the Bruce Willis and Jessica album one for me fell flat this time around i wasn't as into it um i I also what i think is weird about that last one is it seems like she like kisses him wants to get sexual and i'm glad no i think she should just see him as like the father figure that helped rescue him because he also i don't think i know he says i love you or whatever but i don't think it's like a sexual love i think it's like a like a parental love like i'm your guardian angel and i care about you yeah it's super weird now to watch it also jessica alba is supposed to be 19 in this movie okay okay (laughs) sure 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 um so that i think that stuck out to me more too because i liked this idea of of him being like this protective of this naive this sweet innocent girl Mm -hmm. and at one point he goes to jail and she's writing him letters because he saved her from terrible trauma so I like that he is this this guy that's just doing the right thing, helping this girl out, helping a child out of this very traumatic experience. And they form this bond of like, thank you, you saved me. And he's like, yeah, I was I wanted to save you. And it it's very like father daughter. And at one point, he literally refers to her as the daughter he never had. Uh, a few years go by, he gets out of prison. And now she's this like hot stripper. The first time she sees him since she was a child, she like runs up and like puts her mouth on his, like tries yeah. to immediately like. That's mmm. a weird first reaction. <laughs> really strange. To a guy you knew for one night. <laughs> one night who saved you from trauma. And, yeah. And. I still think there was trauma in that night because she witnessed him shoot a guy in the dick Mm -hmm. um and then he got himself got shot up yeah and not to mention she had been kidnapped and was there was impending doom coming for her so like it is very traumatic so i also feel like it's kind of weird that her love for him 
is based on this like deep childhood trauma like that's a little icky too like I don't like that I would have liked it a lot more if it was just like father-daughter style and we didn't even like get into like any sort of weird sexual desires um they just kiss but even that I was like I don't like that like that's super weird so I did not like that as much I also found it um kind of strange that for this particular story it's bookended similar to Josh Hartnett where it starts in the beginning and ends at the end as opposed to um just have just, it all one clip yeah just have it all be one thing it I forgot weird. I maybe, forgot that it was like that maybe because it's the time jump but it like could, could all be. of it but it's not told in sequential order because Marv pops up in Hardigan's story so yeah and Elijah Woods is oh yeah pops up very so he's still there yeah so yeah, it's not in sequence. I guess it was maybe just a way for like, because Bruce Willis and Jessica Alba, Jessica Alba was huge at the time. Maybe just a way to be like, come on in, watch this movie. You're going to like it. And then we're going to get to that later. So in terms of story, that's how I felt. I felt like Marv, Clive Owen, but not for Clive Owen and uh, Bruce Willis and Nancy stuff. Um. Okay, so one thing I didn't like or just like really bothered me was colorization choices so as we said um it's it's black and white mostly and there's some specks that, of color that's a, that's a style choice to make it look like the black and white pages right of the comic book yes and i think that works super well it looks really cool uh the black and white really actually pops and makes it feel animated and feel like a graphic novel so it's not just a, like a typical black and white movie it's done so in a way with depth that it also works. helps them i think would help them because they can add things that aren't really there because it's yeah. not a realistic looking world exactly and i think it's it's held up very well over time um mm-hmm. but but there's some strange choices when it comes to what we will colorize and what we won't so what like the for, weird, what are the weird things i'm glad you asked because i wrote some down <laughs> So, for instance, sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. Um, so, what didn't work is like I noticed like Clive Owen's sneakers were colorized. I just thought that's weird. Why is this? Why is everything else black and white, but his shoes are not? Like that's. Strange. I noticed his shoes. Um... It stuck out to me because it's like, okay, what's the choice behind making the shoes colorful? You know what I think it is? Is they they probably were like. We got to make a color in each one of them. Each one of them has to have a certain color that pops. And the red shoes was, I, I don't think it really matters. It, no. It also draw attention that he's wearing like Converse in this. And yeah. Like, That's weird. That's weird. Um, at one point, Mickey Rourke is taking a bunch of pills and the bottle is colored, mm-hmm. which also, I don't know, like why? Like why is the bottle orange? I don't know. That's yeah. just because we all know what that, it's supposed to look but like he's this. like he's like, like I, I know what he's doing you know so that's weird like I just there were some things like that where I picked up and was like why is that in color and, and that's not I mean um, the best thing that's in color that's not is yellow bastard yes that works really well he's also, just like a monster now because Hardigan shot his dick off and he had to have some surgery and take medicine and that has turned him yellow and that's such a weird visual, but it's so cool. It's really cool. And what's interesting too with him is like his blood and his guts are also yellow. So it's like, whoa, this is wild. I So I, I like that. There are some colorization choices that work very well. Like I like uh, that Goldie is is in color and she's and blonde, got beautiful yeah. gold hair. And then yeah. when it's her twin sister, she's in black and white. So we can tell the difference between the two. I think that that's a really cool choice. Um, I like that some of the cars are colorized, but again, it's like some cars are and some cars aren't. So like, why did we do some, but not others? It's it's few and far between, so. It is few and far between, uh, but some it's not super consistent. Um, and like, there was times where the blood is either white, which I thought that's cool. Like the white blood looks really cool because we yeah. don't see that often. 
Um, and then there were times where the blood was like blood red. And I thought, why, what are we doing here? You know, yeah. like, why is it somewhat why this, times? But not the, yeah. yeah. So like that to me just stuck out and not enough for me to be like, this movie is a disaster. What a mess. But I was just like, what's the thinking here? Um, That's interesting. Yeah. It's a choice. It's a choice. Because I would have liked in terms of like blood, because we get a lot of bloody moments in this movie, have it all just be white. It makes it to me pop more and look even more like a graphic novel. And then when it's the yellow man, have it be yellow. That's fun. That's cool. And if there is one as red blood, make it someone that matters that their blood blood is red. Yeah. See, but that's I don't know. It... I don't know in this who would be that. I think the white really looks different and looks interesting. It is. And I think yellow bastard is the only one that needs to have like any other different color, which is yellow blood. It's gross. It's there is a really cool part of a colorization choice um where mickey work has found out what happened to goldie and cannibalism is involved and it was really cool that i noticed this, this time around goldie had like these bright green eyes and when he finds someone who has the cardinal who has been involved with the cannibalism he moves in closer to Rorik and when he moves in light hits his eyes and his eyes are now green almost because he's literally as he's moving and being like and I ate her too and you see her green eyes in his eyes and I thought whoa that's really not it's like uh, he's talking about eating her she's in him uh, like I thought that was cool they um the customer at the beginning I think that's the name that they give her yeah mm-hmm. she has green eyes too and when she's got the red dress when Harnett, you know lights up her cigarette it splashes some green in her eyes and i think that's cool too if like a lighting choice changes the color that's yeah. kind of cool but then you have like alexis bladell who already has blue eyes i think in real life she's got like bright blue eyes the whole time and they're they just kind of beating out at you and you're like okay 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 girl don't okay, Gilmore me. girl, you need to <laughs> calm down. Um, Go back. Yeah, what so is the city they live in? Hollow Spring? Uh, Stars Hollow. That's such a stupid name for a town. <laughs> Hollow Stars Springs. Hollow. I mean, Hollow Star. I don't know. It's all dumb. Go yeah. back to Stars Hollow. Basin City is not that great. But I see when it's they not. do the Sin City, I see how they do it there. But the Basin yeah. is not great. Um, honestly, for me, those are really the things I didn't like was just some colorization choices stuck out to me. And I didn't love the Bruce Willis and Jessica Alba stuff as much, but none of it was enough to ruin the movie for me. Interesting. What are some things you didn't like? Um, I think the thing I didn't like was I've seen this too many times. <laughs> uh, I haven't seen this in like 10 or plus years, but Oh, I watched it a lot when it was first out on DVD because I was yeah. like, yeah, this is so cool. It's so different. And like, I've seen it all. I've, I don't know if I've mentioned this or not, but <laughs> I own all the little comic books. So, how, how whoa, how many are yeah, there? Seven of them. Whoa, so, you own I was, all seven. you know, I was excited to like see them and compare them and read them. Um, I'm kind of excited. I want to try and read them again. Uh, but like, I, I know the stories. There's some things I'm like, I know this happens, but I don't know how it gets to that. And I was like, okay, this, yeah, it all plays out. I think it's one of those movies that was like really, really good the first time around, but like, I don't know, it doesn't bring me the same wow. I still think it looks great. Um, and even shots like, okay, so there's like action shots and then just like visually, like we're experimenting having fun. So <laughs> there's a really cool shot of like Mickey Rourke jumping or the whole sequence of him escaping from police that are barging into his home, like the bird's eye view of them running up the stairs, him jumping around, jumping through the front windshield. All this looks so cool in this like black and white style version. And then Clive Owen's little part with Dwight, when he's sinking in the tar pits and everything is black and it's just like a little him floating in white, like his silhouette. I think things like that just look so fun. Um, yeah, I'm just I I dig the visuals. It's so neat. Um, I'm unfortunately, 
the wife did not decide to watch this one with me. She's not a fan of violence. Um, I would have loved to hear her take and commentary on this, but I'm not going to get that. Um, it's, it's not a movie that ev for everyone. It's not for everyone. It's it's a very select group of people that are this movie's aimed for yeah. and or may take to it. So turns out some eleven year old Catholic schoolgirls could be super into it. Yeah. Weird. One thing that I could not stop thinking about the entire time was how you were going to react to all the women that get abused in this movie. <laughs> because uh, yeah. we've talked about other movies yeah. and abuse towards yeah. women yeah but like you haven't said a peep about it in this and it is throughout yeah. there's a lot there is a lot and i don't like it i don't like it but um, i again this is one of those movies that i think because of just the tone it is everyone's getting violent with everyone and so it's not really a I'm hitting them because they're female. It's just, they're a part of this world. Um, actually, that's not true. There's a lot of like, th there's at least two times where they say, I'll never hit a girl. Yeah. What the hell is wrong yeah. with you? Um, yeah. And I was like, that doesn't hold up in 20... No. <laughs> 21. It does not. Benicio, I have never hit a woman in my life. Hits woman in okay. front of a group of men. So the Benicio stuff saying i've never hit a woman and then hits a woman that's domestic violence that shit happens where it's like i don't hit women and you fucking do like men lie about it it happens women lie about it too it happens um it's yeah there are there's a like benicio is a villain um i'm not saying that it's okay but there is a pattern of violence that we know with him what it's really tricky to, to, to think about this because the violence towards women and the sexualization towards women in the movie yeah um makes me very uncomfortable okay i don't like it but i also then there's like this flip side where we have this like really progressive ass look at sex work which is really interesting it's all over the place so it's yeah it really is so i like one thing I like is that the prostitutes of, what is it, Old Town? Old Town. Old Town. Pro they, prostitute land. Prostitute land. The, so the sex workers of Old Town run <laughs> the area. There is no pimps. There is no cops. They are their own law. And there's this like agreed in, upon. In their section of town. In their section of town. And there's this like kind of agreed upon uh, truce where it's like, hey, you let us do our thing here and you do that and we're all good. Um, and I like that idea of allowing sex workers to protect themselves, to be their own bosses, to be in charge. Um, that is something we never see. So it's really hard because there is some, yeah, at one point too, like Clive Owen like smacks Rosario <laughs> Dawson and then they start it's, making out. It's like, oh my God. Yeah, that was weird. But Again, I don't think this takes away from the movie. I don't think it makes the movie better or worse. This is just the contents of this movie, this world of Sin City that it's created. Yeah. Uh, so I guess that's, I was, you know, did I ruin the movie for you? I, no. Did I, did no, I rip I, off the bit? Wait, did I take off the blinders? <laughs> this no. movie is so perfect. Wait, no, oh my god. No, I noticed it this time around for sure. And I thought about it a lot because like I said, it's very tricky because you see, yeah, the men smacking around the women, but then Dwight. you also see like your meet your Miko who's like fucking chopping up men. Dwight um, hits Gail, then they kiss. Yeah, I did not like that moment at all. That was odd. It was fucking weird. Like they it's very tense and they're like Ma arguing and then he Manute smacks her. Roughing up Gail's face. Just like squeezing her face. Oh yeah, I yeah, oh, yeah. I. It's a very. I mean, again, it's a very violent movie. It it's is. a hard R. Um, yeah. Yeah, but I think everyone that does any violence towards each other usually gets their comeuppance. There is not like one person that is like above the law or above, you know. Oh, I guess Dwight hits Gale, but then they hook up. That's super weird. I don't like it's, that. Yeah, very, that's not but, okay. That's not okay. Um, I, I agree, but it's 
It's what happened. Also, what's okay. What's really weird and why I didn't like Clive Owen's chapter as much is so, okay. So he wants to kill Benicio del Toro because Benicio del Toro is a domestic violent man who has beaten his new girlfriend, Brittany Murphy, and is antagonistic towards her. And he's like, I'm not going to let this man hurt any more women. Well, yes and no, that's what's going. He's, to me, it seems like Dwight is, I, I think Dwight is like the third man in that because I think Brittany Murphy's character is in a relationship with Jackie Boy. They were, or they, okay, are. they were. So he's like an ex. Yeah. Again, it's kind of unclear, but it may, sure. may be on purpose. Um, but so at he, one yeah, point, so Dwight's Dwight's the new guy. But yeah, it's. But at one point, Dwight refers to himself as her boyfriend okay there's a level of like commitment there ish they're not Mm -hmm. just like hooking up is the idea so he's kissing rosario after that but the thing is is like the initial like i need to hunt down benicio del toro is because he's He's roughing up my girlfriend yeah but then he roughs up a girl that was his ex and then gets back together with her it's it's weird (laughs) it's a lot that's weird why i don't like that i don't like that i don't like smacking her and then just being like that turned me on and then let's make out and get back together no no and i don't like to that like our like clive owen and marv make your work they are like heroes and they're also smacking around women like i just don't like it i don't like it the only one that's saving them uh what all three stories are all about men saving a woman. Yeah. Uh, being their guardian protect, guardian angel protector. Uh, I think Hardigan's the only one that is uh, genuinely like looking out, but then they still like force like a sexual yeah. kind of thing in it, and it's weird. Um, so I don't think, uh, I don't know how well that's holding up in 2021. It's not. Um, but. <laughs> It doesn't like take away from me. I I mean, well, I mean it's again, also this was something comics that were written in the uh, in the nineties. I don't know if I've told you about this, but I own all seven. Whoa, 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 whoa! I mean, that's the tricky thing too. Is like I've got how... a workout just lifting those up <laughs> each time. Good for you. Good for you, man. Whoa. I don't see. That's the that's the tricky thing too. Is like how much. I mean, it's all bad. Like, I'm not being like, oh, it's acceptable for this. No, I don't think that's the case at all. I think it's really hard to watch it in 2021. And especially from this angle of like, we're here to save the ladies. Whack. Like, that's not cool. I don't like that. Um, but it's like, yeah, it's but it's an adaptation. So like, how much can you fault the filmmakers? And then how much do you fault Frank Miller for creating the content? It's hard. Like, who do you place that blame on? Do you place the blame on the audience for having seen it over 10 years ago and be like, yeah, that's fine. You know, so it's like, does everyone have responsibility in that too? Because like- I don't think you blame anyone in this uh, because like, again, there's stories about, in this case, fictional characters. Some stories are made up of real people. These things really happen. Just because it's something we don't like or it's something that makes us uncomfortable doesn't mean it shouldn't be in the movie because uh, it's not i think uh the only difference is if it glorifies the actual act mm, and, whereas yeah whereas like there are sometimes when i think hitting each other i don't i don't think there's an instance in this where i'm like especially because when they say like i never hit a woman okay and they immediately do it like well that just takes everything you said about being honorable away yeah you're not Um, a good guy but but like i I would argue though that the clive owen and the rosario dawson smack does kind of glorify it because they immediately start making out afterwards and they're like i love you babe but there but that might be somebody's kink though that's that's another fucked up thing yeah, I, I mean, you might. I mean, you might think so, but we're not here to kink shame. But no, it's a, it's so, not one for me. No, <laughs> not Mm-mm. into the not into the beating. No, nope. not into the smacking around one bit. So I don't know. It's really it's a tricky thing in this movie, and I don't. It make I don't like seeing it. 
that's for sure and but i think everyone that's doing it except for dwight like dwight's over here i guess everyone's kind of like a shady dude yeah yeah but then at the same time it's like up to these shady dudes to like protect the women at times which is like okay but then again you have old town where the women protect themselves they do not need a man nor do they want a man around get out of here so it's a whole mix of everything which is makes it pretty confusing like i don't know where i don't know where i stand on this (laughs) i don't either what do you guys think have you seen the movie do you think it's too violent towards women not violent enough don't answer that question do not (laughs) we don't want that (laughs) shame on you um but like yeah uh big rule to everyone don't hit each other no just don't Uh, hit each other in movies though i think for the purposes of entertainment we'll let the violence slide don't carry on to the real world keep your hands to yourself yeah not cool i have i have to tell everyone that keep your hands to yourself keep your hands to yourself it's not hard um so joe yeah do you think that sin city deserves a second chance i'm entirely divided right down the middle with wow. this wow so okay. i will give you my reason why yes and why no sure no for a second chance if you're not into ultra violence if you're not into like the film noir it's not for you mm-hmm. like you're not ever gonna enjoy it um especially the wife she never gonna sit through it. i've tried to show her like maybe the two tarantino movies and she's like mm, i don't like this <laughs> and i get it that's yeah. fine it's not everyone's cup of tea but uh if you are like a super like film aficionado like super into like different types of movies and very open-minded about like visuals tone i say go for it again like if you haven't seen it and you're they get hardcore movie buff it's something that's very unique i think that's the big draw it's something that doesn't look like anything else until it's garbage sequel that was like 11 years later whatever um but it's it just looks different it feels different and if you are, you know, have a strong enough stomach and or just like open to like any type of movie, you could enjoy it. So that type of person is, I say, give it a second chance. Because like me, it's been like 10 or so years. Um, I saw it way too much when I was first out. But now that I'm, I haven't watched it in those like 10 plus years, it's fun to like go back and just see it. And it still like holds up visually so well. It's so unique. Um but again, the content is just off on its own thing, being that like film noir crime, you know. So uh, that that to me was the tiring part of it. I was just like, okay, uh, I was way more into like the visuals and seeing like how did they make this? How would they film this part? Those are the types of things I really like when I watch this. So uh, those are the two very polar opposite. I know it's split down the middle, but that's how I feel. Me personally, I'll probably watch it again, but it'll be a long time. Because, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, I overwatched it when I was young. So I completely see what you're saying. And I honestly have to agree. This one is tough because I was also really into it when it came out, thought it was super dope. But now watching it as an adult, realize, yeah, this isn't for everyone um so yeah I I actually really agree with you I think that if this is like your kind of thing if you can handle violence if you like a very stylized specific kind of movie if you're a film buff and you're into all sorts of genres if you like film noir then yeah give it a second chance if you've seen it before too hell yeah give it a second chance um because like you said and you liked it seen it and liked it yes if you have seen it and didn't like it don't try again it's not for you uh, and that's fine but um, hey we could have some new listeners that were born after that so maybe that's true too i mean yeah for this new generation i don't think they do but are they understand. are they old enough are they old enough to watch this some, i don't know some are some aren't i think i guess so yeah i don't know i mean you watched this movie probably when you were six so who knows <laughs> 
Um, yeah, and I turned out fine, just like a lot of anxiety and thinking everyone's gonna murder me all the time. Whatever. Um, Young little Jessica, yes, mommy and daddy, <laughs> would you like to watch the Texas Chainsaw Massacre? I sure would. Oh, cool. Uh, what other violent <laughs> movies? Have you seen Scarface that has a lot of drugs in it? <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, I would love that. Thank you. Thank you, mama, papa. I was so young. Like, what was happening? Oh, man. Where my parents are like, you're not 13 years old. You're not allowed to see that PG-13 movie. <laughs> oh, boy. Um, our official stamp is maybe <laughs> maybe maybe this is our first maybe and it's yeah it's because it's such a unique movie it is it's not for everyone i know that but it's not it does have an audience and i do think it is very noteworthy in like cinematic history of just being very good comic adaptation and just visually unique yeah, it's it's still visually pleasing to watch it now after not having seen it for a decade. So again, when it first came out, if you liked it and thought like, this is cool, yeah, watch it again. You'll probably still enjoy it. Well, let us know what you think. Is Sin City your kind of movie or not? Do you care at all? If not, that's fine. Do you miss Brittany Murphy as much as I do? Do you know who Brittany Murphy is? If you don't, you, girl, you gotta Google. Um... Thank you, as always, for listening. Thank you to Beatty Make Beat Face for our dope theme song that we absolutely love each and every time we hear it. Uh, as always, you can find us on Twitter and Instagram so you can stay up to date and see us being silly and goofy all the time um, at Second Chance Movies on Instagram and Twitter. You can also find us wherever you listen to your podcast. You should know that. You're listening to a podcast right now. Or you're seeing us on YouTube. Whatever you prefer, however you want to listen. You can do it both ways. Um, please comment, rate, review, join our discussion. We want to hear from you guys. What do you think? Do you like agree with us? Do you think we were just rambled? Are we like, what's up? <laughs> what's up? <laughs> hey, what do you want? What other movies would you like to hear us talk about? Because we like talking about movies. Yeah. So we'll discuss anything. We will watch literally anything. I mean, we probably won't watch Sin City, Dame to Kill for, but hey, we might. We might. It's not off the table. Only thing off the table, Woody Allen movies. Yeah, boo. <laughs> Let us know. Let us know what you think deserves a second chance. And as always, we'll be back next Sunday with another second chance movie. Remember, guys, whatever happens in Sin City does not stay in Sin City. And it's oh. fucked up. <laughs> second chance movie.